0: Hello, mamas, and welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Mama podcast. I am your host, Ashley Nay, and we're going to go ahead and get started. So on this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about all things motherhood, um, my motherhood journey as far as raising four children as a single parent and postpartum depression or some people may call it baby blues and also breastfeeding so I've been getting a lot of questions as to when am I going to wean baby mouse and how long do I plan on doing this and Why is he still nursing? And so I said, well, let me just talk about it on this podcast. That way I can get all the questions out the way and, you know, kind of clear up some things. So in the African-American community, breastfeeding is not really big and popular. And I breastfed all four of my children. And Baby Mouse just happens to be the one that I breastfed until he was is a year old. He turned a year old on November the 2nd and we had a cute little party for him something small just with um family and friends, but that's besides the point. We're going to get back on topic. So, um this breastfeeding journey has been full of ups and downs. I didn't honestly, I didn't plan on breastfeeding him until he was one. I just took it as a day by day situation because some days I would produce a lot some days I did not produce a lot and for those of you who don't know whenever your cycle rolls around you have a huge dip in your supply and so I experienced that quite a lot now since you know he's the one that I breastfed the longest I was wondering like hmm, well when is my cycle going to come on because you know He's about four months now and I still haven't gotten anything and I contacted my doctor and she said well you know when you're nursing on demand like that normally you won't get it at all so I was like oh yes I am loving this and it came on maybe like two weeks later so I kind of talked it up and when it came on I had a huge drop like And then I started a new job and I was under a lot of stress and I wasn't producing anything. So I tried to transition him to formula and he was not having it. He wanted no parts of it. I tried to mix it with breast milk and he still didn't want it. He will take a few sips of it and shove the bottle. I tried just you know regular infantile formula he wasn't having that either so i said well i'm going to continue on this journey like i said on a day by day basis and here we are a year later and now i'm in the process of weaning him um i'm not going to give him whole milk i am choosing to give him almond milk i know some people has have expressed um distaste with me giving him almond milk but that's what we drink here at the house and we do not drink cow's milk well whole milk so um he's taking that pretty well now the lady at the daycare she frowns upon almond almond milk she feels as though it's not real milk and he shouldn't have it and she wants to give him whatever she wants to so we had to have a little conversation about that, Look, little come-to-Jesus meeting, and we worked it on out. Now, um, he's taken that pretty well, so hopefully I can continue to wean him off with that. He doesn't nurse uh, as often as he was. I'm in the point of the breastfeeding stage now where I don't offer and I don't refuse or if I refuse it's just a little bit. I am no longer giving him a bottle. Um I am starting him on a sippy cup and we don't really give him a whole lot of juice. Well, we give him apple juice but not like Kool-Aid and stuff like that. And he does get water. But um that's he he's not walking around with a sippy cup in his hand all day. And um he doesn't lay down at night with a sippy cup once I kind of brush his teeth and swab his mouth and stuff. I try not to give him anything, you know, before he lays down because I don't want him to set up any cavities or anything and ruin his teeth. Now, if that's what you choose to do, I'm not knocking you. I'm I'm not, you know, coming down on you as a parent. I'm just simply expressing what works for me and my babies and our household now when he goes to his grandmother's or his nanas or even with his dad um, they want to know is he still breastfeeding when am I gonna wean him like I said and I'm trying but nobody gives you a guide or shows you how to do it they just say do it just don't give it to him. and it's not in my experience it's not as easy as people make it out to be because if i don't give it to him he's ripping at my clothes or he's trying to get it out of my clothes if i have on like a v-cut shirt or something he's screaming and having a fit and his dad was like so he'll be okay just don't give it to him It's just easier to just go ahead and give it to him or either put it in a cup. But I'm trying. I just ask that everybody be patient with me. If you can't be patient with me and my body and what I'm choosing to do with my baby, then I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I mean, just be patient with me. I'm patient with y'all. I'm sure a lot of people are patient with y'all. If it upsets you that someone is breastfeeding their child, you have two options. Mind your business or mind your business. That's it. Just, you know, mind your business and let them go on about their way. Now, I don't want to pump anymore. I haven't pumped in about two weeks because like I said, I'm trying to wean him off because honestly, I'm over this whole breastfeeding Situation. I'm ready for it to be done. He's one now. He has teeth. He has bit me a couple of times. And I'm like, look, bruh, you done. <laughs> I'm done. This is over with. But I'm still in the process of trying to wean him. So I will keep y'all up to date on how this goes. Um, He had his one-year-old checkup, and he is weighing about 23 pounds. In my opinion, he's a little, little, he's little... He's really long, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because my other babies were a lot bigger when they turned one, but he's a little runt, I guess, and he is eating good, though. I can't say that, but he is growing, so that is a a plus. Since we are on the topic of breastfeeding, I just want to say this and put this disclaimer out there. If... You know a mom that is choosing or even thinking about breastfeeding her baby, and she has questions, comments, or concerns. Please, please, please do not discourage her from at least attempting to try. Support her on her journey and whatever that looks like for the both of you, whether it's talking to a lactation consultant or a peer counselor at the WIC office. Or um, if they're doing like their own personal research, just support them on that journey if that's something that they want to do because it's not as easy as it appears. So we need all the support that we can get, especially in the African-American community because I've found that most moms want to breastfeed, but because they don't have that support and encouragement, they don't. Um, I know for me, I was not encouraged to do so with my other babies. It was like, oh, they need real food. I mean, it is real food. I don't know what else you want to call it. It was said to me that it's water and that baby needs real food. And that's why it's crying all the time because they are hungry and it's not getting enough. Or either when I was gone they were sneaking and giving my baby other food and formula because that's just what, you know, other generations did. That's just what the norm was and breastfeeding is looked at as being something that is more sexual because you are latching your baby onto your breast instead of a means of feeding your child. So Whatever works best for that mom, please just try to encourage them and support them on that journey to breastfeeding their child if that's something that they express interest in. So now we're going to move on to another topic, which is postpartum depression or baby blues. And this is something that I have been struggling with. I'm just going to be open and honest with y'all. I've been struggling with this and I just had to take a step back from doing a podcast and posting on social media. I just kind of fell back because I knew I didn't feel like myself and I had a lot of other outside factors going on as far as, you know, taking care of all of these kids by myself and then work stress and then... I'm really not, I'm not dating anyone right now and my Miles' father and I are not together. So I was dealing with that and I don't think I really gave myself time to process anything because everything just happened so fast in a sense. And I just kind of swept it under the rug and just like, you know what, you'll be all right, just deal with it. But um, I came to a point where I just found myself, I was not okay With dealing with everything, I was stressed. I felt like I was being pulled in so many different directions and just trying to be like, you know what? I'm okay. I can do this. I got this. And I'm kind of stubborn. I don't want to ask for help. I rather go without me personally, not, not my babies, but I rather go without before I ask for help because if I ask you, to help me and you kind of mm, or express any disinterest in helping me with anything you really don't have to worry about me asking you to help at all like ever so I put those walls and defenses up and I didn't even really reach out for help. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it all on my own. And I do not recommend that anybody does that because that's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for your babies. And I saw this meme on um, Facebook one day when I was scrolling in my leisure. And it said, uh, I don't have the meme in front of me. So I'm kind of paraphrasing. It said, I feel sorry for... Moms who have to take their babies with them everywhere, or who has the, or who has their kids twenty four seven, something to the fact that it breaks you mentally and spiritually and emotionally, and I can't agree with that one thousand percent because if I am at work and my children are at school, any other time I have them all of them, and I'm not complaining because they mine, and they did not ask to be here, but bam, here they are, but I have my kids all the time, so much to the point that when people see me, and they don't see the babies, they, it's like, y'all don't recognize me, y'all be like, oh, we're the babies, we're the babies, am I not allowed to go anywhere (laughs) without the babies, it's like, My children have become my whole identity. And once again, I lost myself with being a parent. Now, I don't even want to ask their daddies for nothing because I'm not going to beg you to do nothing. Like, I'm not going to keep calling you. I shouldn't have to do that. They they are just as much as my responsibility as they are yours. You know they exist. You know they they still breathing in. They alive. Maybe dads don't reach out as much as they can because they know their kids are being taken care of however comma exclamation um you can still be an active parent now if your mother if the mother of your child is you know putting up barriers from you being a father to your child now that's wrong but me on the other hand you can come get your kids seven days a week if you want to whenever you want to you don't even got to call yeah you need to call and, and say that you come, coming you don't need to just pull up but hey whenever you want to get them that's fine but just because you know that they okay over here at the house don't mean that you don't have to call and see if they need anything if they need anything or if they would like to just see your face every now and again. You know, that would be awesome. If they did that, but they don't really do that. But I'm okay with that. The kids are now older and they're okay with that. They're to the point now where they don't want to go. And if they don't want to go, I don't make them go. And that's just that. I'm not holding them, holding them, you know, from going to their dad's house. So, but... Reach out for help if you need it. Please do. Because having your kids all the time, you need some sort of adult communication besides work. You need those moments to yourself to grow and blossom as a woman and as a person. Like you need those moments to yourself to be able to just have some quiet time. When my kids are not with me. You don't hear anything in my house. I don't want the TV on. I don't want the music on. I just want to sit in silence and enjoy the silence and collect my thoughts because it's so loud up in this house whenever they come home, like... Between them always talking over each other like they have no manners, like they have no home training. Everybody's trying to get their point across. Everybody needs my attention. Everybody wants me to sign their Tuesday folders and review everything with them. And I'm like, look, one at a time. And I tell my kids all the time, it is four of y'all and there is one of me. And once again, I'm not complaining. I'm just simply Letting y'all into what's been going on. I just need y'all to just give me a moment one at a time. And everybody wants to be first. Everybody. I had it first. I gave it to first. I'm talking to mom. And I'm like, look, we're going to go in birth order. Mimi is the oldest. What you need, what's going on. Between her band practices and performances, her basketball Try well. She's not trying out anymore. She made the team. So her, she's on the basketball team, going with that. And then whatever Malik has going on at school, he's on the chess team. So whenever he has chess practice, or he was doing football, so going with that. Which I kind of fell back with that and let that be uh him and his father thing, and not really get involved with in that because I don't really care for football like that. Don't judge me, y'all, but. If that's something him and his daddy want to do, they, that's one less child that I have to make sure is okay in that moment. So, why not let him go with his daddy and do that? So, you know, I fell back with the football. Okay, now I can focus on something else. Why him and his daddy participating in football? Then bug. she not participating in anything right now because her mouth and her attitude and she thinks she's grown. And I have to check her 99% of the time. And then baby mouse is glued to me. Like he only wants me when he's at home. Half of the time he don't want his siblings. He only wants me. Even when I'm trying to go use the bathroom, he wants me. And now he's crawling everywhere and he's sticking his little fingers under the door. So he's everywhere I am. (laughs) So y'all just pray for me. Because I'm trying to keep it all together. And so far, I think I'm doing pretty good. I'm trying to be grateful and not complain. Because my situation could be so much worse than what it really is. I just, I am grateful and thankful for the things that I have. Because, like I said, it could be worse than what it is. The situations could be, I don't know, it... I've seen some stuff working in the new job field that I work in. The situation could be so much worse. So I am appreciative and I am grateful for the things that I have. But that doesn't mean that I'm not human and I don't get stressed out sometimes and I need a break. And it's it can be difficult sometimes when you don't always have people to relieve you of your monthly duties if it's only for like, a few minutes while you go grocery shop at Walmart or something so I have been going to therapy to kind of you know deal with it and during that time that I had kind of like a little breakdown I didn't go to therapy for a month because I was out here momming in these streets trying to conquer it all and do everything. And I was like, you know what? I don't even have time to go to therapy because that 45 minute drive to the therapist's office, I could be doing something else. And I was like, I just put that on the back burner, which that's something that I'm not going to do in 2020. I'm not canceling my appointments at all. If I schedule an appointment or some self-care. Self care time for myself I am not canceling my appointments because I do not cancel my appointments for my kids and their well-being is my number one priority but if I am not well and if mothers are not well they cannot properly and effectively take care of their children I believe that 100% if I'm not well over here it's going to trickle down and all the stress. I'm going to lash out on the kids. I'm going to be mean. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be upset and fussing and screaming and hollering. And I don't have the time or the patience to be doing all of that. So whatever you need to do as far as self-care, if that's going to a therapist, if that's taking um, a walk or something, I don't know. Whatever it, it that looks like for you, please do that. Now, I was in one of those mom groups on facebook and they brought up the topic of postpartum depression and they were saying what um what medication are you taking to deal with it and you know i chimed in and said not thinking that i'm better than anyone i just chimed in and said you know what This time around with this last pregnancy, I opted out of taking medication because I tried it before and I did not like the way my body responded to it and I don't want to do that. So I'm taking a, a different route to it as far as exercising. If that's just going for a walk and, you know, changing the way that I eat And trying to incorporate more sleep into my schedule and things like that. And they came for me in the comment section. They were like, how dare you tell these mamas that they don't need to take medication? And if that's what works for them, that's." I was like, wait a minute. I said, this is what works for me. I did not like the way that my body responded to it. And the way it made me feel. So I opted out of it. I would never tell any mother not to take medication. If that's what helped you cope through the baby blues or the postpartum depression. I've never been one to take medication. If you really know me, you know that to be true. My mother fusses at me all the time. Because if I'm sick and I have a cold, I'm going to make me some tea. And I'm gonna go on about my business. Might take a few cough drops or something like that. But I don't like taking medicine. Like I have to be showing enough sick to take medicine. I don't. I don't do that. And I'm not gonna apologize for that. That's something that I chose personally for myself. I don't want appeal to determine or. Um, I don't want to be reliant on that. That's just a personal choice from for me. Um, me and and my body now if that's something that you need and if that's gonna help you cope and get through the things that you're going through then by all means do what works for you but i just chose not to go that route and i'm not gonna apologize for that like i said now i do want to clarify something that i was saying i said this time in this pregnant with this last pregnancy i did not want to try Um, any medication as far as postpartum is concerned. After I gave birth to Malik, his my middle son, um, my second oldest child. After I gave birth to him, I was like, okay, I'm having all of these mixed emotions and feelings, and I didn't know what to do with them, how to process them. I was up and down, and I was like, this is not like me. So I called my doctor. And I had a conversation with her and I was like, you know what, is it something, what can I do? Because, you know, I don't like, I don't like feeling this way. And she was like, well, I'm going to prescribe you some medication. I'm like, oh Lord. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just try it. So I got the prescription and I sat on that prescription for maybe about two weeks. I didn't even open it. I just threw it in, in my drawer in my bathroom And one day, I just got overwhelmed, and I was trying to nurse Malik, and um, that was still during my six-week period, um, six-week, what you call that, Lord, forgive me, (laughs) maternity leave, and um, I was like, okay, well, I'll just take one. So, I got the bottle and I read it and it said take one a day and I took it and I felt so loopy and crazy and I don't it just I didn't like the way it made me feel so I said nope I threw those um pills in garbage after that wore off I was like if this is how it's gonna make me feel and I can only take one a day I, uh-uh, I don't want to be dependent on that now with Malaya I experienced postpartum depression also and I remember I was sitting on the steps and I was holding her and I had just came home from school and I don't know all of a sudden I just started crying for out of nowhere I didn't know why I was crying and my mom was like why are you crying and I said I don't No, i don't i I really don't know i which i still don't know i guess it's just one of the side effects and she was like you need to stop crying you have a healthy baby and you are in good health and she went on with her little speech and i just dried my tears and I, i just felt like i just needed to suck it up because In the African-American community, we don't talk about things like postpartum depression and baby blues and stuff like that. And I guess that's why you hear so many stories of mothers harming their infants. Now, I've never had those thoughts ever, but I, you know, everybody is different. So I guess, I, I don't know. I was like, okay, maybe I just need to suck it up and maybe I'm just, you know, I just need to deal with it. I don't know why I'm crying. Maybe I'm just tripping. And so from then on, I just carry this mindset of I just need to suck it up and deal with it. And that is not healthy at all. Like if you are experiencing any kind of depression, sadness, or anything, you need to consult with your doctor or your medical professional, whoever you choose to go to. If you choose to do like I do, I'm not a doctor. Let me throw that out there. Um, I'm just telling you what works for me see a therapist a licensed therapist not your friends and family because not your friends and family It's nothing wrong with getting advice from them let me just throw that out there but if you need to see a professional I would suggest a therapist um to help you deal with your problems in your diagnosis because having a baby takes a toll on you and the fact that you are expected to go back to work after six weeks and leave your baby and you know your body has just went through so much I feel like maternity leave should be a little bit longer than six weeks but now with the way things are in the world and the way society is you really you can't do that. You can't stay off um, work too long because the power company and the water company do not care that you just gave birth to a beautiful baby. They want their coin. They want their money. Or they're going to shut your stuff off. So you just have to do what, what works best for you. With McKenna, I didn't experience postpartum depression. I guess I was so busy going and making sure things were just together in my household, I didn't even, I don't, I don't, looking back, I don't even remember going through like a sadness or anything. But with Miles, this has been something like, like no other. I have never, even when I had that little episode with Malik, I have never felt like this. I just question everything. I question my life. Like, why am I in this situation? Why am I, why am I here doing all of this? I was angry. I was mean. I was, I was not well. I was, didn't want to be bothered. I was just in a funk and I could not shake it. I was like, you know what? I need to go to therapy and Maybe I need to go to church. I don't know, but I just said, let me change my eating habits, which for the most part, I eat pretty healthy because I'm allergic to gluten, gluten. So, um, I can't eat a lot of things that I would like to. I still do anyway sometimes, but I regret it in the long run. But I said, I'm going to start walking and I've gotten away from that. Because by the time I come in from work, if the kids don't have practice or a game or somewhere we have to be or a Bible study or whatever, by the time I get home, it's late. So I guess I do a lot of my walking when I'm around the house and cleaning up and making sure that dinner is done and the kids have their school clothes, helping with homework, taking them to tutoring or whatever it is. But I said I can at least I can at least walk for 30 minutes. So when I come home from work before daylight savings time, I would um, put all my bags and stuff down, get Miles in his stroller, and then walk for 30 minutes. And then come in and then go ahead with my nightly routine of cooking dinner if I haven't meal prepped or if we're not having leftovers from the night before. And that kind of worked fine and I got away from that. But I'm going to, you know, circle back to that and try to continue on to that because I need to get my body together. I do not want to wear a Spanx or a girder or a waist trainer, a body snatcher, whatever y'all call them. I don't want to wear those. I hate feeling constricted in my clothes and I still haven't lost all this baby weight and I need to... You know, I can do a little crunches and something here and there every now and then, you know, to try to drop this baby weight. Because for the most part, I eat pretty good. I guess I need to stop snacking at my desk all day when I get bored or when I get hungry. I snack a lot. So just trying to incorporate more fruits and vegetables in my diet and not eat late. I think that'll help me. Get to where I need to. So, once again, if you are having postpartum depression, you need to talk to your partner if you have one or your doctor and go with whatever works best for you and just stick to that and try to have as much love and support around you as possible and remove all of the negative drama things out of your life and that will help a whole lot like i had to cut a whole bunch of people off which people think i'm funny acting anyway because i'm kind of antisocial, and i don't mess with a lot of people but i don't i'm i've been like that all my life i've been a loner and i have my few select friends but i'm not a big people person i kind of stick to myself and my tribe and my little friends and i just kind of you know I don't want everybody in my business. I'm very private. And my business is my business. And if you know it, it's a privilege. So consider yourself to be blessed. I guess that's just how I look at it. So make sure you have all the love and support around you. And just, you know, do what's best for you and your babies at the end of the day. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this podcast up because I feel like I've been rambling for Quite some time, but if you have any questions, comments about anything that I've said, please feel free to reach out to me on social media on my Instagram. It is official young savvy single mom. If you are listening on the anchor podcast, if you want to do a call in and leave a voicemail and that way we can discuss it that way. However, you want to reach out to me. Um, about anything that i've said please feel free to do that i like to keep the conversation going and get other people's opinions because like i said this podcast is a way to just communicate with y'all and let y'all know what's going on in my life and you know we can chat about all things motherhood so i will see you all next week because baby mouse just woke up from his nap you want to tell him bye you going to tell him bye? He's being shy right now. So I will see you all on next week's episode. I'm Ashley Renee, and you have been listening to the Savvy Mama podcast. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for more Savvy Conversations. Thank you for listening.